This is Ozarks at Large. Late last month, a new KUAF endeavor, merging community and creativity, the lunch hour, kicked off with a live performance from artist Bang in our lobby. They pay attention when I speak my mind, set the tone without even trying. God chose me to see so I could lead the blind. Songs like Psalms, my palm right. You read the rhymes, highway to heaven, I'm here because I ain't read the signs. Oh well, oh well, we gon' figure it out. Kids eat free if you want me counting figures out. I lost so many loved ones, I can't count them on my fingers now. Fell asleep in Dallas, woke up Cali, we are in and out. Made a quick fold, time to go, yeah, we in and out. Rims like the rent cycle, clean when they spinning out. How you speak down on someone, but you on the couch, eating off your mama and them. Listen, boy, get out the house. Back when JD and Bow Wow tried to make it bounce, mom tried to write a check, hoping she ain't make it bounce. Used to give me money, praying, honey, please make it count. My, you know I will, call my jeweler, got a gold smile. I'm shining now. As part of our monthly Lunch Hour podcast, there are also recorded conversations pairing our guest artists with an area business owner. For our first edition, Jasper Logan, KUAF's Community Engagement Director, asked Bang, Jeremy Gothrop, owner of Woodstone Pizza in Fayetteville, and me to sit down to talk about music, creativity, and community. We're going to hear some excerpts from both the conversation and the performance that make up KUAF's first episode of The Lunch Hour. The Lunch Hour is sponsored by George's Majestic Lounge in Fayetteville. During our discussion, recorded at Lens Audio on the Fayetteville Square, I asked Jeremy Gothrop about a sign he had posted in his very first restaurant, Greenhouse Grill, that read, Be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah, I think that ethos is, is held true in most decisions, from environmentalism to the kind of food, what we want to eat, and then like music incorporation and community involvement. So I think the, the beginning of that little restaurant was also just sitting around like, why isn't there a place I can get just this little clean, fresh food? Let's do it. And then there was like, why isn't there a place that hosts music inside? Let's do it. Why isn't there a place that can hold a fundraiser, donates, feeds people in, in, that are hungry? So it's just like doing it. But then you needed a vehicle and you needed like the sticks and bricks and a conduit to make the change. So that's always been kind of the inspiration. It's like we have to keep this going for a paycheck, sure, and feed the kids. But ultimately, it's the conduit to be able to like be part of the community and do stuff. And Bang, does that ethos work for your art as well? I mean, nail on the head. I can't even say nothing after that. Like, <laughs> seriously, I mean, when you focus on community, everything else takes care of itself, you know. Um, quite similarly, when I came here, uh, I was in school, went to college, and then I wanted to do music right after. And our music isn't as widely accepted here, that being like hip-hop and uh, that style. Um, and so you quickly realize, like, you have to kind of make the waves and you have to create your own spaces in order to, like, engage and it's cool because you see that other people want to do the same thing that you want to do. And so, like, yes, that ethos is spot on. That's super interesting because um, you you already have, like, your name, Bang, is, like, kind of a ethos and mantra that you live by. Can you explain that, too? Yeah, so Bang in and of itself stands for Believe, Aspire, Achieve, Now Go. And so, like, that um, nickname came from my older brother, but it quickly gained popularity. And so like, once I realized that it was something that people wanted to kind of like rally behind, I wanted to give it that, um, that community and that connection field and just like that entire, yeah, just lifestyle, so to speak. Yeah. And so when greenhouse opened, that was a rarity here. Right. Mm. And you're talking about, this is an area that hip hop is not the most sure. prevalent. And so did either of you face uphill battles in that, like 
you're not fast food, food through a window. You're, you're not the traditional music found in the Ozarks. Sure. I mean, all the time. Yeah. Um, Got to have a short memory and just, just keep moving <laughs> forward. You know what I mean? Like, and, and seriously, you're always going to experience some rub and maybe some resistance just because things are new, right? And we're afraid of what's new sometimes. But the more you can present something in a uh, respectful, in a nicely put together manner. I'm not saying you have to shrink yourself, but you can show people like, oh, you're afraid because you're not used to this. But no, we can put on really good shows where everybody has a good time, nobody gets hurt. And guess what? It's quality music. You know what I mean? And I think the more you can give people that sample by sample, then the better they'll be able to receive what you know you have to offer. Yeah, 100%. It is the training. And like you open the door and be very welcoming. And this vibe that you're putting out is very important because you realize that every person that's walking through into the show might be the first time or not. You don't know. First time are you visiting my restaurant from a big city where you're used to this food mm-hmm. or you're not? It doesn't matter. Sure. You're just a human rolling in. And I need to like open the door, open my hands, create a vibe, set the tone and welcome you. And yeah, somewhat like break the ice and train and just like, and you know, allow what happens happens next. When it's, when it's hard for you to be creative, what do you do? How do you get out of that funk? Mm. Scream. Say <laughs> <laughs> um, <you> scream. Yeah. <laughs> Try that. Scream. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a really good question. Uh, I think it's also our responsibility as artists to find out what gets your gears going mm. and what makes you tick. And so, like, if you like to travel, then you got to travel. If you like nature, you got to get out in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't seen family in a while, go see your family. Um, so, if it's hard to be creative, then you got to be very intentional with things that might spark that. And it's hard sometimes because you can do all the things and it still won't come. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you don't get to decide. You can't choose. But what you can do is show up. And what you can do is just, like, put your best foot forward every day. Yeah, 100% echo there. You have to be self-aware enough to, like, see it coming, feel your cup empty, and not recognize, and how, how are you going to fill it up? Because you got to get the job done, be it a job, a record, a show coming up, whatever it is, and just for self, self-preservation self to have a full cup in life. Is, we get to do it once. Well, let me ask about self-preservation and overextending, because I know the two of you are, and Jasper and I too, <laughs> You can have a million ideas and you can have them going. I think at one point, Jeremy, you may have had three or four locations going at once. You've got a family, you're involved in roots, you're involved in community activity. You've got a lot of things going on. How do you know when you're doing too much and you need to have some (laughs) self-care? I'm asking for me, actually. Not not great at that. Uh, My wife helps me with that for sure. It's like, hey look in the mirror here, you're like, you're going. And there's smoke coming out of your ears. And you think you can do it all. And maybe you will. Yeah. But how, to what you know, degree of success and how well are you doing it? And is it good for you? Yeah. I think with age, it's like uh, dialing that in like a soundboard, bringing the levels up and keeping it tuned in because then I'll be more productive and do more things better instead of a bunch of things, you know, half-hearted and half-assed. I'm curious about you because hip hop and like, especially now and like the way music is consumed, like it's quick. Yeah. It's quick. People yeah. are dropping yeah. albums yeah. like feed the monster. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can oh, yeah. record an album like on your phone and then distribute it to the world like instantly. Sure. And so like, how do you like keep up with that while also maintaining a healthy, like artistic pace? Sure. Yeah. One thing that I'm kind of like a mantra that I'm holding on to these days is how you do one thing is how you do everything. 
And so, like, what that means is if you're not balanced in your work life, you're not going to be balanced in, like, your family life or, like, your home life or your individual. And I think personally boundaries is what I would call it is just, like, knowing when you're, you know, going too far, doing too much. It's a forever learning thing. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I wish I could tell you right now, all you have to do is this, 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 (laughs) but that'll change tomorrow, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And so, like, I think in my experience what's helped a lot is trying to be present and, and really just kind of dialing in with myself and my emotions and saying, like, okay, what does a healthy bang look like? You know, how do I operate when, oh, I notice that when I'm overwhelmed and I have a lot of irons in the fire, I'm dissociating. I'm more distracted. I'm not as intentional with my family. And so it's kind of starting in my experience with kind of knowing where you want to be or, like, what you want to um, accomplish and what you want yourself to look like. I don't want to be, you know, tired every time you call me and I can't hang out because I've done 10 jobs, you know what I mean? Like, um, and so that's where it starts. Just kind of like knowing your limitations and just knowing what's yours and what's not. Some people will try to give you tasks and it's like, as much as I would love to help, that's not mine to own, you know what I mean? And so like just learning. Are you learning good at saying say no? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> better, better, but no. You guys are maybe a generation apart. I'm just guessing. 28. 28. <clears throat> older 20, than 28. Yes, older than 28. 46. <laughs> we, wow. Uh, so I'm wondering, because you mentioned age and wisdom. So I'm wondering what you think in the 18 years since you've been 28, mm-hmm. you've figured out, learned, understood. Cool. Tell me. You're doing good. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think wisdom, I don't think age and, and wisdom correlate. I think there's some very wise, very wise young people and some very unwise older people yeah. especially currently um but ultimately i think that there's there's growth and then there's the self-awareness and how much you're tuning into the growth and the wisdom how important that is that statement he was just talking about is like i'm no good to anybody if i'm not good to myself this yeah. is age old you know buddhism and everything just to like keep things in balance then you're more when you're trying to conquer the world as a young person or think you are, it's just like when you're a, a young teen, you're like, can't wait to be out of the house. can't wait to be on your own. But you get out there and you realize like, oh, this is hard. and Not as glamorous as I thought it was. I think that that continues to go on. So having just like the self-awareness to be present where you are right now and just be you and do you is the wisdom. That's what I've learned. It's just like there's, you can only do so much. You might as well just like be as present as you can for these experiences this is all going to change and be gone someday anyway. Bang, what would you tell to a 10-year-old? You've got 18 years on. Wow. Um, little backstory. I had to do this uh, exercise in therapy where my, my counselor instructed me to do just that. Really? Yeah, it was brutal and liberating, but so challenging. But, yeah, just go back to my 10-year-old self and um, – what would I say? And and it was that. It was it was literally just do you. And as long as you're true to yourself, things figure themselves out as as you go. And, you know, you don't want to look up and look in the mirror and be like, I can't recognize this person. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. as things kind of pick up and as we're pulled in different directions, like, my biggest fear is, is kind of looking at myself and saying, like, I don't recognize you anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you continue to remain true to yourself and true to your convictions and honest with how you feel and honest with the people that you care about, then it's a lot harder to get lost in the sauce. And so that would be the, the just advice, if any, is just, you know, remain true to yourself and, and see, see it through. You know, it's a, I think when we set up unrealistic expectations, like, you know, my boy was saying here, you can change the world 
immediately or, you know, you're going you're gonna to get out the house and things are just going to go exactly like you want. That's kind of unrealistic. And you're meet with such, met with such opposition that it's easy to kind of stifle what you want to do. But if you just kind of perpetuate this mindset of do what you can, be authentic, be genuine, and let everything else take care of itself, then, like I said, I think it's a lot easier. I mean, harder to get kind of thrown off track. I like the idea of being uh, true to yourself. And I want to kind of switch the conversation from uh, the creative side to the business side. Um, I think as artists, like, it can get hard to remain true to yourself when you have to focus on, like, the business, too, and, like, sure. making a check, sure. bringing home, like, you know, the, the bottom line. How do you guys keep that balance of this is artistically and creatively something that I want to do and that I'm passionate about, but also, this is how I can like make it make money off of it. Sure, I'm not the best at it. <laughs> hey, this, I mean, I mean, I, I have partners in in businesses, and I think that they they help they lean that side, mm. you know. So that helps. Yeah, mastermind. Sure, it definitely helps keep keep your course correct when you're falling off because creative. Ultimately, uh, sometimes I think that our our passions and our creativity, um, if you make it your business they can drain each other. Sure. So when you're not successful at a thing that's passionate and because it's also your paycheck, how does that reflect on your art? Is it not good enough? Am I not good enough? Since this isn't working, I have to change it now. That's good, yeah. mm. Versus like, if you can somehow, well, my art is good. Mm -hmm. my, this is my passion is straight. And I'm gonna have to find a line in there. And sometimes they don't coexist that not everybody can do both. And some people, Billie Eilish is just like, it may be killing her to be like so passionate and just being a, a superstar at this point that like it might start draining the passion sure. and draining the creativity out of it. Mm -hmm. I don't know her or if that will, <laughs> like she's young, but ultimately <laughs> finding that line and then back to like uh, support from other people. Mm -hmm. um, and then sometimes surrendering. It's like, that isn't going to work as much as I love the idea, but it's not going to make any money. It's actually going to cost money mm -hmm. and time. And then you just have to like either pin it for later redefine it, find support. But that also makes you a little hungry for like, if I really want this thing to be accomplished, this festival is one of them. It's just like for years, it wasn't making any kind of sense or money. We just kept doing it because it was so much passion involved, but it changed the way we knew we have to think about this different. We have to monetize things different, operate different. And before long, get it to a place that it is successful and sustainable. Sure. Or just what it went away. Mm -hmm. If he gives a great elaborate answer, let's just, 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 go, just go to the, just go to the next question. Don't expect me. To, only, only thing I'll add is, I mean, you helped me with this, believe it or not. You had an album, 2017, Success. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, was that around that time? Yeah, yeah. But I think another big part of that is just defining what success looks like for you. Yeah. Because, I mean, it can be, you know, a thousand different things to a thousand different people. And so kind of deciding what... You know, it might not be a Grammy, me writing a Grammy winning song. It might just be me being able to pay my bills off of music. And so I think once you know that target, then you know what you have to do. Mm. Right now, Apple Music is going to pay half a penny per stream. I mean, like, you guys should look at the analytics. It's ridiculous. Mm. So artists right now are making the majority of their money off of, you know, merchandise, which I got a brand, you know, check out this one. You know what I mean? Like, zoom in on that. <laughs> but, you know, artists are going to, they're going to make their money doing a whole bunch of different things. And so, like, to bring the business in, my favorite thing might be just sitting down writing songs. Well, if that's not what I'm making the most money doing, then I do have to preserve this sanctuary and this space of this, you know, element of creativity here. But I also have to supplement and 
I gotta eat and I gotta feed the family. And so like, I might have to go harder in the merchandise. I might have to look at more collaborative opportunities to do stuff, you know what I mean, with other organizations in order to kind of bring money in. So I think it's a it's just a checks and balance. And like I said, mainly defining what success is mm-hmm. and, and kind of trying to hit that target. I've got one last question that kind of revolves around our community, however you want to define it, Northwest Arkansas and the Arkansas River Valley and Central Arkansas, the state, sure. the Ozarks, whatever. We're not the hotbeds that people think of nationally, internationally for music. We're not LA, New York, Atlanta, New Orleans, San Francisco. We're growing. Sure. We've got things. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Is, is there a, either a dream or, oh, shoot, I wish I would have gone or maybe I can go to one of these bigger cities? Or are you happy here? I'm pumped to be here. I mean, my friends ask me, rightfully so, every month, you know, when are you moving to Dallas? When are you mm-hmm. moving to L.A.? I'm not shouting out no more cities because I love Northwest Arkansas. But, like, you know, it's such a beautiful, um, almost like renaissance period here because there's so much art and there's so much culture. You know what I mean? Like, it's not in your face and it hasn't been completely tapped into yet like I think it will be but it's here and and I can see it you know what I mean and so like when I think about dreaming and what the future looks like it just makes me excited because I'm like all someone needs to do is like see this you know what I mean there's tons of talented musicians there's tons of great painters and there's tons of upcoming chefs and you know what I mean like culinary kids who want to just really invest in this area who are passionate about Northwest Arkansas you know and so as temptation arises to just kind of flee it it grounds me even more because I'm like this is going to be it's already a cool place but it's going to be so much cooler in the next three four or five years when I think this merging of cultures and I think this marrying of everything that's here is kind of put in the forefront I'm seeing it happen now and so I'm excited to be on the groundwork of that Bang is a musician and writer and he was the guest for the first edition of the lunch hour that took place in the KUAF lobby Late last month. This next one is a, it's an ode to my mom. Um, and this is like my second time ever performing this. Uh, I don't even think my mom has heard this. I wrote it like four years ago, but she is uh, by far like my biggest hero. Um, and so, yeah, this song is just about seeing a young single mom like bust her butt to take care of her kids. Um, so, yeah, little crib, just enough to keep your kids from the cold. Hey, it's cool. I sleep on the floor. Why them bills steady piling, debt collector steady dialing, never answer when they knocking, we just look at the dough. I could tell from your 20s, really you didn't seen plenty, now you 30 and I know that you just looking for more. Got you praying to the man, Lord, praying to the landlord, offer some direction, tell me which way to go. Three kids, three jobs, ain't no daddy home. Say child support is not enough support to lift no child. I remember when I asked you just how much we got. You said, boy, you got it on, look at your feet right now. That's real talk for a young and naive fellow. You probably saving for a car, and I just wanted mellows. If I knew back then what you paid for that, honestly, I'd probably just tell you take it back. You live and learn. Lessons linger in my subconscious. Consequently, I commend you for that same thing. Because ever since I seen you have to make do, I learned I could do without, long as we maintain. I ain't complain, because you still put some pennies in my pocket, so the chain swing, long as I'm on honor roll, long as I don't gangbang. I remember when they pulled us over and the game changed. I know it'll never be the same. 06, when they put you in that cop car, mind racing, can't imagine what you're going through. 
The officer said, if I speak up, you won't go to jail. Guess he didn't know that if you go in, and I'm going too. The only way, you still tell me not to worry for nothing. Only pray. So I followed all your demonstrations, got me on my situations. I'm trying to learn how to love without limitations. Care with caution and proceed with patience. But mama, that's hard. The Lunch Hour is presented by George's Majestic Lounge in Fayetteville. As part of the conversation portion of our podcast, we also heard from Chef Jeremy Gothrop, owner of Woodstone Pizza and a co-creator of the Fayetteville Roots Festival, and Jasper Logan, the Community Engagement Director at KUAF. You can see more of Bang's performance in our lobby and hear more of the conversation in the complete podcast on the KUAF YouTube page. That podcast produced by Lens Audio in Fayetteville. You can find out more about Bang, and that stands for Believe, Aspire, Achieve, Now Go, by following him on all social platforms at LR Bang. And the Lunch Hour continues with a second edition later this month featuring singer and musician Pura Coco on Friday the 21st. Due to the current COVID-19 surge, our January concert will not have a live audience, but it will be live streamed.